Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters. The hockey moms and hockey dads and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our house. house. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast episode 152. I'm one of your hosts, Breezy. And I'm your other host, Ray Ray. And we are in round three of playoffs. Yes. How are you feeling? Wait, what? What's the third, uh, or also known as the Eastern and Western Conference Finals? We call it the third round, too, but yes. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Same thing. I'm sure like Same people thing. are like, there's no third round. It's the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Oh, probably. We're probably going to get ripped apart on that one, too. <laughs> Whatever. Bring it on. That's our life. <laughs> Not a big deal. We ain't going to handle anything. Yeah, we are. And it is off. To, it's, it's almost like we've played three games already yeah. or four. Yeah. There's only been, but there's only been two with all the overtimes. Right. Crazy times. Well, you know, I did not stay up for the quadruple overtime, obviously. Like I'm just yeah. watching the first period of those games that are on so freaking late here. I cannot be all like stressed out and crazy at two in the morning on the East Coast. But that wasn't that was an East Coast game, East Coast time. Right. That went to Pacific Coast time. 
insanity insanity that's wild yeah it's exciting I actually, it, there was a thunderstorm here so i lost power for like 15 minutes of like the third overtime i think it was oh, yeah. so i was like sitting there like refreshing my phone because like i I mean, wait, there's a thunderstorm. What am I supposed to do? And finally, it clicked back on right when Matthew Kachuk was about to score. And I was like, ah. Yeah, how got stoked it. are you for your boy? I'm so stoked. I found the funniest photo of him I could find of him smiling. And I just trolled you and mostly you, I guess. And Alma. Yeah. And I sent it to a couple of people. And I was like, my boy. Yeah, and I'm chirping back like, "Oh yeah, his beard's filling in real nice. He's getting it's yeah. filling in finally. The older he gets, it's filling in. <laughs> he is very, very. Uh, he is a handsome man. He is. He is He's a good player too. Well, yeah, that too. That doesn't hurt, you know. Getting that yeah, OT yeah, yeah. fourth OT winner or winning goal. Yeah, but we'll keep it on on the subject. So it yeah. was the sixth on the list for the longest game in nhl history at 140 minutes were played uh so it obviously went to four overtimes sorry these stats kind of get a little crazy um but once matthew scored he tried telling all of his teammates to like go off the ice so he tried skating off the ice without celebrating do you think that's a cocky move or a power move I think that's a great um Brady Matthew Kachuk move. I just think that's like a Kachuk move where he's just like, I'm I'm done. We're done. Let's go. Like I'm gonna yeah. like we're done. Let's get let's get out of here. It's late. Yeah. We're tired. We're done. I finished it. We're over. Let's go. And that, and that was after a a called back goal in yeah. the first overtime. So yeah, I mean definitely done. Wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. Let's get off the ice and go to bed. Yeah, that's a full-on Matthew Kachuk move. Like, if it had been yeah. somebody else, that wouldn't have happened. They would have, you know, done yeah. their little cheering and the whatever and then skated off the ice. But I feel like that's solely something Matthew would do. I loved it. I thought it was a power move. I thought it was super cool. Well, uh, yeah. Also, yeah. Also, what I thought was kind of funny was everyone seemed, like, kind of, like, amped up after the game. Obviously, they're going to be amped. They just won. They didn't seem too tired. The only one that seemed tired was Nick Cousins pretending to sleep as he was walking into the locker room. And I feel like that guy is kind of like an unsung hero to a certain extent. Obviously, he won the OT goal to beat Toronto. So you can't really say unsung hero. But I just feel like he's maybe a little underrated and isn't talked about enough. Yeah, he's he's funny. And I feel like he's a good teammate and he just kind of brings like an unspoken like energy to the team that like no one because it's kind of overshadowed by by Matthew and yeah because he's not on the first line Nick Cousins right no no well no I don't think so so he like brings that other energy that like character to like a third or fourth line that like you need that guy that's like able to score the goal when you need him and like yeah bring the humor and the fun yeah yeah i loved it i'm rallying behind the team obviously so <laughs> clearly breezy is rooting for clearly the Panthers. <laughs> clearly okay should we move to the golden knights and the dallas stars series yeah let's do it so um 
we had an OT and everybody was thinking probably you were all you were probably thinking, oh, my God, not again, not another quadruple overtime. But it was just one OT. Vegas came out on top um, with Brett Howden, who scored um, like 95 seconds into the extra period. So that's awesome. And Vegas is on top. And there's two things here for me that I have to address. So the Golden Knights were offering free weddings on the plaza of T-Mobile Arena before uh, game one, before that game. Um, they partnered with the chapel with Chapel of the Flowers, where they had a, a, a the minister or whatever was dressed in a referee outfit and had like Vegas Golden Knight colored flowers that they were like giving <laughs> to people. And like it was free. You could get married before oh, the Western Conference final start. That's or funny. renew your vows. That's pretty funny. You know, and I have a did uh, it. yeah, I have a friend that I was friends with um i'd still consider her a friend uh we just don't really talk too much uh she ended up moving to vegas and we kind of lost touch after so long and we kind of just followed each other back on instagram and have been chatting a little bit back and forth um and she just got engaged but she is a golden knight season ticket holder so i'm curious to see if she's gonna do something because she's a diehard fan so i'm curious i'm gonna have to watch her instagram I'll, i'll report back yeah, you'll have to report back because she missed a really golden opportunity. Now, people are probably you're probably going, um, Ray hates in arena proposals. Yeah. She hates in arena gender baby gender reveals. reveals. And now she's all about the pre-game wedding ceremonies. <laughs> That's exactly why. It's pre-game. It's for the fan who wants that experience, but is not subjecting an arena full of 20,000 people to their nonsense, right? Like it's pregame. Not everybody is forced to endure this or watch this. And you're not embarrassed in front of all of those people. Well, I would be embarrassed. Like I wouldn't (laughs) want that done to me in a big arena. So this I'm okay with it's pregame and it is not for like, not everybody had to watch that. Like you might not know that was going on, but I thought it was the right balance. So I approve. I'm glad you approve of that. (laughs) Not saying I would do that. I'm just saying in the realm of all of these things, this one is acceptable in my book. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad. Good. We, uh, confirm that yes I had to clarify myself because okay so we you know doing this podcast you and I both have connected with so many incredible fans on Mm -hmm. through our social media and I have become friends with of all people a Dallas Stars fan (laughs) and we give each other you know crap back and forth on on messaging and stuff and about he's like my team's great and the stars are great and I'm like oh I have to hear about the damn stars you know and either way I thought it would be a perfect opportunity to get a Dallas Stars a a real fan and a real diehard Mm -hmm. Dallas Stars fans opinion of their Mm -hmm. playoff performance in the series so he sent me his thoughts and I'm gonna read them and then we can react okay Okay, so okay. this is from Wit Wallace. He is a Dallas Stars fan. He does not live in Dallas, but 
we don't care about all the rest of those details. Here's what he says. From a Stars fan perspective, we know this is going to be a brutally tough series against the Vegas Golden Knights. Aren't they all at this point? They have the best record in the West for a reason, and their top line is as good as anyone's in hockey. You can't beat the storylines here as coach Pete DeBoer will be facing the same team he coached just one season ago before being released, and these two teams faced each other in the Western Conference Final three seasons ago up in the bubble in Edmonton. So I think we all know this will be much more exciting this time around with fans in the arenas. Dallas has had a tougher challenge, in my opinion, up to this point in the playoffs facing both Minnesota and upstart Seattle. On the other side, Vegas has had an easier road with Winnipeg, who didn't have much fight in them, and then beating the top-heavy Oilers. For the first time in a long time, the Stars have some depth going into a Stanley Cup playoff run. They are getting contributions from second and third line guys like Sagan, Domi, Dadanov, and the 20-year-old Wyatt Johnston, who just became the youngest player in NHL history to score a series-clinching goal in a Game 7. Jason Robertson, JR as we call him, led the Stars (laughs) in scoring this past season with 46 goals and 109 points, but has been relatively quiet in these playoffs. If he gets things going and starts putting pucks in the back of the net, watch out. Dallas could get scary. The Knights are loaded and will battle to the very end, but I see this one coming down to the guys in the nets. And for my money's worth, I'll take Jake Oninger any day of the week versus the guy that Vegas will throw out there, whether it's Aiden Hill or Laurent Brossois. Stars in six. Thoughts? Wow. Well, Laurent Brossois is injured, isn't he? I don't know. I believe he is injured uh, because Aiden Hill is the starter and Jonathan Quick is on the bench. So if something happens, can't and who's their coach again? Bruce Cassidy said that they they trust Aiden Hill because that he has a proven track record and I, I guess the team is more dependent on him. Um, Jonathan Quick, Stanley over, Cups don't mean anything over, okay. over Jonathan Quick. However, Jonathan Quick. Played pretty good for him for a few games and then kind of crapped the bread. The crapped the bed. So crapped the bread. Crapped, crapped the, the bread. bread. <laughs> crapped the bread. Uh crapped the bed. So it's interesting that Aiden Hill is over Jonathan Quick. If Aiden Hill somehow goes down, can the Knights really count on Jonathan Quick? In that sense, I agree. Uh, I agree with Wit. I think it's going to come down to the goaltending. Jason Robertson, Jr. did find the back of the net in Game One uh, when we're recording this. Yeah, I think uh, he sent this before the series started. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we're and we're recording this a day earlier than normal. So there's a couple games that are going to be in between us recording and this episode coming out. Um, I if it goes to Game Seven. The Dallas Stars coach, forgive me, I can't say his last name. DeBoer. What is it again? DeBoer. Yes. Um, he has very good stats on winning game sevens. So if it goes to a game seven, just based off of stats, they have a higher chance of probably winning a game seven than the Knights. However, I think the goaltending is just what's going to be, it's going to come down to it because the Knights, I mean, they're stacked head to toe. Uh, well, maybe not to toe, maybe head to knee, because I'm still kind of hesitant on the goalie situation. But yeah, uh, 
I don't know. That Jonathan Quick story just kind of baffles me. You got Stanley Cup winner, comes in clutch, plays well during playoffs, usually. But he hasn't played a game in God knows how long. And and that's gonna be that's gonna be rough. Right. And that's the issue too. If yeah. like how willing are you to put somebody in who hasn't been you know juice in the joints mm-hmm. to keep everything going and keeping them up not that right. not to say that he isn't capable of just jumping in but it's a new team he's still finding his rhythm there he's you know he got bounced around not treated well we don't know how healthy he is per se I think it's a risky move I I don't blame them for not putting quick in even though it makes sense. Like I would have probably done it a little different. I would have given quickie all of the last, well, no, they were still in the hunt for the, the to clinch. So they couldn't, they mm-hmm. had to go with yeah, what they true. had to do. Sorry. What I'm they're comfortable with yeah, thinking, thinking in all, the heads. Yeah. Thinking this all out loud as I talk. Yeah. I, I, yeah, but at least they have him. And I do think in a, in a pinch, you could put quick in and rely on him. Because Quick won the cup with two Golden Knights current roster, I believe. I don't think that he won the cup with Michael Amadio. I think he came in after. But Braden McNabb and Alec Martinez were demon that helped, you know, Quickie get get the cup too. So, uh, and then you have Ben Hutton. So Quick's used to playing with some of those guys, four There's former pros. teammates. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We will see. Um, I agree with Wit as well that if JR can fire up his engines and play like he did more so than the regular, then he play more like he did in the regular season. Um, that'll prove to be really beneficial for the stars in the long haul. Um, but they do have a tough fight think- against them. And I think if Pavelski can can gear it up a little bit too, because he's been a little quiet the last couple games. If you have him do something, if you have Sagan start to do a little bit more, uh, Jamie Ben's been great. So I think that they have they have a good chance to to take on Vegas and and really do some damage against all of their lines. Um, but again, we'll just see what happens. It's gonna be game by game. Of course. I'm going to say it's going to go to a game seven. I, I just think that's what it's going to go to. I, but yeah. I like how Witt says stars in six. I'd like that. <laughs> I'm not. Totally, game sevens are brutal. Yeah. And I'm also just not totally convinced that it's going to be the stars on top. I have yeah. a little more faith in the Golden Knights. We'll see. We'll see. This week's episode of the House of Hockey podcast is brought to you by Light the Lamp During the Hockey Playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Make sure to open up the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now to check the available lines and all the incredible odds that they offer for all of our playoff 
hockey games that are happening right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. That's THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY, that's 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort Kansas. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. And one dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank, whether that's the House of Hockey podcast or some Laney Wilson jams. You might not want to spend a lot of money on earbuds, especially if you lose things easily. That's no worry with Raycon. They're easily replaceable if you lose them. And if you're new to good quality audio, you might not want to spend a ton of money on your first pair. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and a flat fee international shipping. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. One feature of my Raycons that I love are that they're water and sweat resistant, so I don't have to worry when I'm working out that anything is going to happen to them. And also the noise isolation feature, that is also super important when I'm recording the podcast, so I don't have to worry about exterior noise distracting me. They're really, really great products. So go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com. Raycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Where do we want to go to next? Let's do Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Maple Leafs are not renewing their contract with the general manager, Kyle Dubas. And they are going to seek new options. Um, kind of knew that was on the table going back and forth. Um, also, Jason Spezza was also in the front office and he also resigned. So you're going to see some new faces in there. To be expected. 
I guess. Um, I really have no words at this. I mean, no one has any words for the Leafs at this point, right? So no, we'll just see what ends up. Again, we'll just see what ends up happening. And that must have been why he was so aggressive with his water bottles in the box. Well, he said that he was willing to come back. Like he wanted to probably come back. He's willing to renew his contract, but he wanted to talk to his family too. Cause I mean, families are heavily impacted by careers in the sports industry, right? Like it's just yeah. is what it is. Um, and I believe there was a conversation that was had where he said he would come back um but it just wasn't gonna work out and that just is what it is i'd be curious to see if he ends up going to ottawa everybody wants to go to freaking <laughs> ottawa except me um so i think uh i'm actually a, a little bit surprised because there were reports that the leafs were gonna move forward with him and he wanted, I think, a longer contract for more money per year. Mm -hmm. And then also, apparently, the organization was not happy with some of his uh, conference, like his um, press statements that he made, and it sort of made their decision. And we don't know the whole story, of course, of what goes on behind closed doors with that organization. Is it really the GM's fault when you've got these like incredible star players. And I mean, he made all the right moves, right? At the trade deadline, you bring in Ryan O'Reilly, like you've got all of the pieces of the puzzle. Is it really his fault? And it seems to me more of um, uh, personal disagreements between the two, the organization yeah. and the GM, as opposed so, to blaming him for the failure. But that's yeah. how I'm taking it. I read it. that money wasn't necessarily the issue. Oh, okay. They just wanted to, I, I read that that's what he wanted. He wanted more money for a longer term. But then I also read that money wasn't an issue, mm -hmm. um, that they were just going to part ways. It happens. It does happen. It's going to be, I think we're going to see a lot more big shocking headlines coming out of Toronto as the off season comes around with changes in contracts and players. And I don't think much is going to change though, as far as like what happens next season. So unless they make really big moves with some of their players, but I mean, they already did make big moves. That's the problem. Like how much bigger of a move can you do unless you're going to ship out some big names right. and bring in, that's what I mean. I mean, are they going to ship out Mitch Marner? I highly doubt it. I, I think he's staying for a while. Austin Matthews wants to stay, but um, I who was I watching? Our friend Frank from the Hockey Illuminati. Yeah. That guy is so funny. He, he, I agree with him. So he did this thing. He goes, you need to sit these players down and ask if they want to stay in Toronto and if they want to win in Toronto. And it's not winning game by game. It's winning the cup. Do you want to win in Toronto? Or do you want to win the cup in Toronto? That's the question. That is exactly what he said. And I was like, that is a genius. Like, that's what you need to do. Light a bigger yeah. fire under all their butts. That's what we said last week. He needs a sports psychiatrist to come in there and analyze that team. Yep. There we go. They, they need some fires under their butt and less time at the clubs and 
living up the celebrity life with JB. (laughs) Head in the game, kids, head in the game. Someone whose head will not be in the game moving forward, uh, Joel Quenville. Uh, There was a conversation at a meeting with him and Gare Bear about his potential opportunity to return to coaching in the league. And the report that came out said that he, Quinville, quote, hasn't done enough off ice to make a return to the NHL. What has he done? I don't know. He's not posting on on Instagram telling me what he's doing. However, you know, the league is keeping an eye on that. And I think that's important. We talked Mm -hmm. a little bit about this. And I deleted some of my comments from the episode that we ended up airing about the Blackhawks. But um, what is enough to repent to be able to return? And I don't know that I have that answer. I trust Gary, who is also a lawyer and, you know, I think a pretty fair person in this league. Of course, everybody has their opinions about him, but. He knows, I don't think in this day and age that Gary is going to do something that would be bad for the league or upset the fans. He knows just mm-hmm. how important us fans are. And I, I trust in Gary and that makes me sad because I, I really loved Quenville. I think he's the winningest coach in the NHL or something ridiculous like that. So, uh, was he wrong in what he did? A hundred percent. There's no doubt about that. Um, it's up to him. It's up to Quinville to make one the changes. Assume, yeah, one would assume that uh, he was provided with a probably a laundry list of things that he had to do: counseling, uh, advocacy, of, volunteering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, laundry list, and he probably has put in the hours some extent um not enough to to maybe there was like a checklist after a year you have to have x y and z done maybe only x y and are done not z um but to a certain extent like does he want to come back to like i mean you got to figure he has to be embarrassed um he has to feel ashamed Mm -hmm. and he knows when if and when he does come back he's going to receive backlash at his age and after all of his accomplishments is it really worth coming back or do you just kind of take it for what it is accept what you did and acknowledge that what you did was wrong and just stay out of it at this point yeah i mean I'd love to see that man on TNT, but <laughs> I think yeah. they'll have a real hard time controlling uh, the chirps from Biz towards Quinville about uh, any. Becca is out of control. I love it. I love every <laughs> fucking second of it, Breezy. It's the best. TNT, Biz. Uh, did you see Gretzky was chirping Biz? I was like dead. He said, he said, Gretzky goes, what's with you and you ragging on the Oilers so much when your team's got their pictures on milk cartons because they're lost. They're missing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's so funny. Like that's gotta be like the top moment in Biz's 
experience of all time with the greatest hockey player ever is being chirped by him about milk cartons. Like I just couldn't, I, it was such a perfect moment. Oh, does ESPN have any of those? Oh, are any of those clips going viral? No. All right. I've got my ESPN rant on. Uh, Checked it off the list today, folks. All right. Got that. We're, in. Go- we're going to the coyotes. Oh. My home state of Arizona now. Um, oh God. I don't think we talked to, I don't think we talked about my background. I did officially move uh, to Arizona. I don't think we talked about it. Like I said, um, I don't know if you're going to see my new background uh, before the season ends. I think. Oh yeah. We might not. Yeah. You might not be in your full-time house yet. Yeah. No full-time house. So starting next season, uh, you'll, you'll have a better than ever background. I'm hoping, uh, (laughs) but we got to talk about the coyotes because this, this is just wild. All right. Do you care if I take the lead on this? Do it. Okay. So coyotes may be seeking a new home in the 2024, 2025 season, because the council voted no on the new build of the arena. Intended. Why I have yes. Right. Why I have no idea. Like it's it's privately funded, right? And you're turning something terrible into something great that could bring more revenue to your city and draw more crowds, give more of a nightlife, open up more jobs for your city, especially for college kids who are in town. Yeah. Why would you not do this? So they're going to be leaving the Coyotes with no home for the 2024-2025 season because they're going to play next season, the 2023-2024 season, still at Mullet Arena. Now, the Arizona Cardinals just got a new GM in January. And I think I saw somewhere that rather than shipping the Coyotes out to a new state, mm-hmm. new city, new location, whatever it would be, should they team up together? Not that you can ever have a football stadium and a hockey rink and the same thing, but could they come together and build something in a different part of Arizona? Maybe. I mean, that's, I think that's what people in Arizona would want. Cause why are you going to get rid of a giant sports team, whether or not you have tons of fans or not? I mean, we know there's a, obviously the hockey community within Arizona. But why are you going to do that? Are they going to are they going to stay or are they going to move? Now there was talks of them maybe going up to Utah so the Kings play a preseason game in Utah, Salt Lake City. I'm drawing a blank on the arena name but whatever. That would be a perfect location to ship them up if they needed to. Mm-hmm. Utah could use a sport a hockey team, I would assume. I mean, winter sports? Why not? Sure. There's talks about Houston. There's still talks about bringing another team back to Atlanta like it didn't happen before and it didn't happen. Who knows? Uh, Quebec City wants a team. I would also, There's also been chitter-chatter about this uh, Hamilton, Ontario. Right. They want a team. I mean, why wouldn't you do that, something like that? It just doesn't make any sense to me. But what doesn't make sense to me also is Clayton Keller's dad supposedly tweeted that Clayton won't be playing at the start of the next season because they're so disgusted by the city of not approving this. It then turns around and says that he was hacked. Who's hacking an NHL parent's Twitter to make comments like that? 
that's the mother going just tweet that you got hacked and that that's that'll make it better it'll be fine it'll be fine no but it's his dad who said it his dad tweeted that and then it's saying that he was hacked who hacks someone's dad's twitter i don't know i don't think the the black market of those hackers are too concerned about Clayton Keller's dad and the fate of the Arizona Coyotes to do that. That was a wild story. I was like, this is just crazy. I don't think anybody's hacking his Twitter. It's a wild ride the Coyotes are going on and they don't deserve it. Let's be real. They, they don't, don't the deserve it. The fans don't, don't deserve it. Like just, but who voted no? That's what I want to know. Why are there so many votes on no? I mean, I understand that there was some legal action that was taking place between the two, but it just doesn't make sense to me. And it doesn't need to make sense to me because it doesn't really matter to me. But at the same time, I just feel for the fans and for the Coyotes because that, kind of, that sucks. I would hate if it was a team that I was following, I would hate oh, to be in this position. Oh, yeah, you'd be up in arms over this. Like, this is just... Which apparently it kind of was. <laughs> you clearly are very heated by all of this. I am, I am too. I don't think this is a good look for the league. This isn't helping our sport by any means. How is any of the cities surrounding Phoenix not jumping at this opportunity? They have all this desert land to build an ice arena and property around it and make it this, like, multiplex. But I think at the end of the day it's going to come down to some kind of political money power of who is going to profit from this project. And I would bet that that's probably what is more underlying issue than anything else. And there's probably some peacock in that group who does not want to give up his money or her money and is making a mess of it. But at the same time, like, what is Gary doing? Like, what is Gary Bettman doing? Why is he allowing this hap to happen? I said this when this news came out that they were going to be playing at Mullet Arena last year. Like, why is the league even letting this happen? Why aren't you temporarily relocating the team out of Arizona? Like, we talked, I think you said this, like, during Katrina when the, was it the Hornets at that time, moved to Oklahoma I think it was, and whatever, Something all like those that, yeah. teams in the NBA, they all changed names, whatever. But they like relocated the team temporarily so they could play and it worked. And now that city has their own freaking team. So like, get them out of there. <laughs> like, let them still take their tax benefits and like keep them in Arizona, right? So they can claim the income or whatever, but like send them somewhere else and test out another market. Like this would have been the perfect opportunity to send them to Atlanta or to Utah. I mean, whatever, like some other city where there is an opportunity for them to have a full season. I don't know why that offer was, that was probably on the board of like options, but somebody obviously vetoed that and didn't want to do that. But, you know, well, great. Look at where you are now. You're totally screwed. And you still have no fate or future decided of what you're going to do. Imagine being a player on that team going like, Oh yeah, I want to go play there. Like, or how about the talks of Austin Matthews not maybe not re-signing and maybe returning home to play for his home state? There's no way. His any ego is too him, big. His ego is any too chance big. of him even considering that is probably out the window at this point. 
Like, why yeah. would he even do it? No, it's a shame because a state like Arizona produced somebody like just the playing ability of Austin Matthews. And, you know, it's good to have a team in Arizona. <laughs> this is what I got. <laughs> oh, boy. There is no way Austin Matthews would ever go play in Arizona. I not I don't think that will ever happen. There's not enough time in his career to do that. Maybe one day he could like coach or something or be in the front office, but beyond that, I don't think so. Have you shopped at Pure Hockey? They are America's largest hockey retailer with dozens of stores and the option to shop online. If you or any of your kids play hockey, Pure Hockey is the place to find just about all of your equipment, skates, sticks, gear, bags, jerseys, and accessories. Plus, Pure Hockey is one of our affiliate partners. Next time you break your hockey stick or your kid grows out of his skates, why not check out purehockey.com? While you are looking for hockey equipment, you can also browse around for merchandise from your favorite NHL team, you know who Breezy's and mine are, and make gift giving even easier for your hockey-loving friends and family. And do us a favor, use our special link for purehockey.com when you browse the site and make a purchase because we'll receive a small commission, which helps me and Breezy create this podcast. Head to the episode's show notes for the special direct link to shop at purehockey.com. We'll see. That's not gonna my happen. favorite phrase, apparently. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we don't fucking know the answers. No, um, we don't. We still oh, don't know the answers about the senators either. <laughs> all I know is I'm still not convinced I want to go visit there. Well, you might have to. Well, other people are interested, and I guess that's all that matters because the Canadian Olympian Donovan Bailey is now part of this um, bid with Snoop Dogg. And... Yeah, with Nico Sparks, yeah. um, Snoop Dogg, and then I, I read that there was a few other names in there, but then I couldn't find like a value, like a source that really like provided like legit names. Right. So I didn't really want to talk about it, but they are currently valued at $800 million according to Forbes list of the 2022 NHL team venues. So if they are purchased for more than 1 billion, it would top the 900 million Fenway sports group, which they paid for the Pittsburgh Penguins in November of 2021. Which was 900 million. 900 million. And right now the centers are valued at 800 million, but the Nico Sparks bid ownership, I believe are doing one or put the offer in for one billion but they don't they aren't releasing how much money each person is putting towards it right you need a lot of people in the ownership group to yeah yeah um i think that was the thing that were was probably it was probably why ryan reynolds had to pull out because in one of his interviews that he did when this news first broke that he was even interested he was like well, I don't have $800 billion myself. So that's kind of the issue. And I don't really know how much of a return they get on these. I I don't know. I'd I'd love to see like a full analysis report, like of the year, like 
how much did I want to see their PL sheet? Like I want to look <laughs> at a team's PL sheet and be like, okay, yeah, this is worth this is worth buying. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It just sort of feels like fake money and stock market money, right? Like when you're like, yeah, I'm gonna buy a stock, like, oh, I'll just go buy this hockey team. And then like you don't really get the money though. Like you don't use it. It's just out in the world and but you're like an owner of it doesn't make sense to me but anyway we'll see where this proceeds this is looking pretty promising though we'll see that's not the name of this episode is we'll see see. yeah i also read that it it could be decided as early as this week oh well then that's a yes they're just going through terms then like it seems like it yeah fine print you know Because when Donovan Bailey tweeted, he said that he was excited to join the ownership uh, of the senators, basically in their bid for the senators. So it kind of seemed like it was like confirmed, but like a like a teased confirm. Um, Hey, this is all great and wonderful. um, But how much? Do the owners have in the say of the team? That's what I'm interested in. You know, some owners are really hands off and are like, it's the GM's job and like, here's the budget, go do what you're going to do. And some people are really hands on in the ownership side and are like, you're only getting X amount of money, figure it out. I don't care. Just get butts in seats. So it just kind of depends. Right. Did you find me that P&L sheet? I'm looking for it right now. I'm trying to get it for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Anybody would show me. That's like, that would be a question for Gary if I ever get to interview him again. Like, so Gary, can you just black out the team name and like the line items, like, and just show me a PL? Like, I just want to see what the profits are. You probably would be them. able to like figure it out based off of that. Maybe, but like, guess the, the team. Yeah, guess the team, Rachel. And they send you the coyotes when you're like coyotes, coyotes. Yeah, <laughs> only this this seats number is really low. Five hundred thousand, five thousand. Big difference there. Did they miss uh, a zero here, Gare? Yeah. Anyway, typo. Yeah, I think that's all for this week, huh? Yeah, that's it. All right. Okay. Until next week. And hopefully, maybe we'll have a winner. Who knows? Doubt it, but we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.